gobbledygooker, why don't you show me some of that dancing you do? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, I'll never dance like you, but I can do this. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? <laughs> God, yes. I I was like I needed a tugboat promo. And oh my god. And I just I never knew it existed and it was all tugboat and gobbledygooker. Oh my god, that's so good. I don't know, did you it's so good. Spoiler alert for next week. I've I've also used tugboat in my intro. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh shoot. Well, sorry, brother. No, that's okay. That's awesome. Uh, um, did you uh, did you hear that promo clearly? Oh yeah, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, it was a little like, muffled, but I I know what it is. Do some of that dancing you do. Uh, I can't dance like that, but I can do this. Hoot hoot. <laughs> God fucking tugboat. By the way, what a thing to brag about. I can't dance, <laughs> but I can toot. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I I'm happy. I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that intro, but I have to say a little subdued compared to previous episodes where we have gone with today's uh, theme. Would you like to tell the listeners what we're doing today on Mezzanine Sleepover? It's the Mezzanine Sleepover, folks. Uh, it is episode 150. Can you believe that oh, we made it this far? How do we get this far? How do we get this far? Uh, this week, we are doing the third, not annual, just third induction ceremony for the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Oh, Very excited. I can't wait. And uh, as usual, hosting this show is me. I am Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. I am at Megamix.com on Twitter, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited. It's going to be great. I am at MezzanineSleepover.com. I'm just going Did to... Did I say that? What? Oh, no, I thought, I, I thought you... I, okay, I said Megamix, right? Yes. Okay, good. So I'm you're at, at, at MezzanineSleepover.com. Okay. I'm at Mega... I'm at MezzanineSleepover.com right now. Yes. Uh, I just want to read... I'll just tell you what the Hall of Fame is based on what's what's written on the site. Okay. Established in April 2018, the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame honors the absolute best, well, from the world of entertainment from the world of entertainment, sports and popular culture. The nominating process, nomination process is extremely complicated and intricate. First, yes. the nomination committee issues the list of potential nominees. That committee would consist of you and me. Yes, it does. Then, using state-of-the-art data collection and analysis software, the Sleepover Supercomputer <laughs> compiles the final list of inductees. The list is then transported to a secret location where it is held in trust until the day of the ceremony. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, on April 16, 2018, the Sleepover honored 25 inductees as part of the inaugural class uh, that episode is episode 130, if you go to MezzanineSleepover.com or MixCloud yes. and find it. The second ceremony was on May 28, 2018, so a month and a half later. <laughs> uh, we added two new categories. We inducted 36 honorees into the Hall of Fame. That is episode 134. Go and listen yeah. to that now. And uh, here we yeah, go. Uh, we have now the third induction, and uh, we've made more changes. Um because yes, we have. because this is complicated. It's very complicated and complex, and we have to uh, we have to make sure that the, the things things are fair and that they honor our inductees, but as well as the integrity of this show. Yes, indeed. Uh, we uh, so this time around, um, I'll tell you basically <laughs> the the categories basically get changed at the discretion of whoever is responsible for compiling the results. Yes, indeed. This well, time around, you and I. yeah. So this time around, it was me. Yes. So I have made a few uh, adjustments to uh, what we're going to do. Fantastic. Uh, the wings that we have, there are, uh, well, there have been seven of them: music, movies, yes. television, wrestling, gaming, sports, and miscellaneous. Uh, yep. I have created a an eighth category. 
I have decided yes. to take the music wing and divide it into music artists and music songs. Yes. So we are debuting uh, 10 songs to the uh, Hall of Fame this year. So excited. Uh, we are also, uh, well, that's basically it. We are also then, um, uh, in most categories, we're going to go with the top five. And again, basically between you and I, what is the top five? Largely it is a points, uh, calculation. In some cases mm-hmm. I have made an executive decision. Excellent. Uh, I believe that you will be in agreement with what this is. Uh, the list, of course, the final list just placed into my hands by the supercomputer today. <laughs> oh. Uh, you do I not. I, I did not compile this two months ago, and then we have just held off for that long. <laughs> uh, but no. you are you are hearing about these inductees for the first time. Yes, I am. Even the miscellaneous wing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, would you? Uh, should we just get right into it? I say we get right into it. Let's just let's just do this. Okay. Uh, let's start off. Uh, let's start off with the gaming wing this time around, shall we? All right. Yes. Here we go. Yes. And now here are the latest inductees into the gaming wing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame: Snow Bros, Mario Kart 64, Gals Panic. WWF WrestleFest NHL 94 uh, Now there's there's some saucy yes. commentary on all the other ones, but for some reason the saucy commentary uh, our supercomputer didn't have any saucy commentary for that one That's alright uh, So, okay. Snow Bros, Mario Kart 64, Gals Panic WrestleFest, and NHL 94 entering the gaming wing of the Hall of Fame oh, What do you think? What a, what a class I mean, Snow Bros, it's long overdue uh, we've been, uh, we both in the last couple of months have picked up a Samosis. Yes, we uh, have. When I go through, when I want to sit down and do some retro gaming for about, you know, an hour or so, uh, usually yeah. on the rotation will be a couple of games of Snow Bros. Absolutely. Uh, if not for the soundtrack only. It's uh, so good. My favorite. And the little noise that the snowmen make when they go to the next level. My favorite part about Snow Bros is how, you know, you, you, you destroy enemies kind of like bubble bobble you you fill them with you turn them into snowballs and pop them and then you're rewarded with japanese food <laughs> so good you get you get sushi and men, and menus it's, it's so awesome i you know what any you know get an emulator and get that game it's amazing snow bros um, um mario, mario kart, kart 64 uh i mean Classic, right? <laughs> really we should have done mario kart 64 what, what was the name of the first circuit Oh, the the Star Cup or whatever. Yeah, because that's was the, that it? I don't yeah. know, but that's the only circuit we played. <laughs> the one with the with the Moo Cow level. Yeah, yeah. and the fucking <laughs> Koopa Beach, and 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 the racetrack, right? Yeah, it was the first. It was the first four levels. That's all we ever played. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all about the uh, the shortcut. Oh yeah. On Koopa Beach. Everything was about that could, shortcut. Where you could. Uh, oh my god, so good. Uh, a classic. I gotta say. Uh, we got a switch in our house now, and uh, the uh, Mario Kart Deluxe Eight, so good. Oh yeah, so good. good. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Gal's so. Panic, we've talked about before. Would you like to describe yes, it have. again? Gal's Panic, a game where there is a hidden picture that you have to unveil by um, tracing outlines of of any kind around to unveil parts of the picture while being chased by various spiders. Uh, you're not a person; you're just a dot on a screen. Uh, and it reveals um, Japanese women in various states of undress. <laughs> really, it's all about the before each level when the uh, the uh, woman's voice says "Good luck." And of course, we have that on the on the drops, which I do not have at my disposal right now. But yes, good luck. Good luck. Uh, we have WWF WrestleFest. Oh. Uh, this mean, that be, was at the U of Dubs. Yeah, so this would be uh, the WWF released uh, two arcade games that were that were most famous. They also did that yes. later on. They would do the WrestleMania one, uh, was which terrible. was like Mortal Kombat. Like Kombat. Uh, yeah. But the WrestleFest was the second one where the the controls were greatly expanded, and there were more wrestlers and all the finishing moves. A full Royal Rumble, yes. just a fantastic fucking game. I mean. Us, we would we would 
we go in at university and just go play that game. Oh, and, so good. And uh, it was all about, for me, it's all about the announcer saying, Jake! <laughs> Jake! And the Body fucking slam. boss man slam. That is so good. Jake! And wrestlers, when they lose, they cry, which is great. And the wrestlers who win give a terrible high five. <laughs> and finally, NHL 94. Uh, I mean, a classic in, in gaming. Uh, I spe- specified Sega Genesis because the other version does not compare. It's 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 one of the greatest of all time. My uh, favorite part about NHL 94, which I was playing recently as well, is yes. uh, when you play as the real Jets. They're all yes. they're all not in the right jerseys. No. They're all they're all wearing the jersey like their home jersey is like the old version. It's got it's got the red and like the 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 red and uh, or the the blue and red like shoulders. Yeah, and like their yeah. jersey didn't have that in the nineties. No, it didn't. <laughs> it was just white. Yeah, that was that might. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, what I will always remember about Sega Genesis uh, NHL 94 is the band trip hustle. The jazz band trip hustle. And that is the greatest moment of all time. Uh, teacher pretended to not know how to play it and then schooled our friend Slam and destroyed him. And it was fantastic. Uh, shall we move on? Oh, bring it. Gaming. Let's, do it. Uh, let's go over. Let's, let's do miscellaneous. Okay. Are you ready for some surprises? Yes, I am. All right, here we go. (laughs) And now, here are the latest inductees into the miscellaneous swing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Slurpees. Minneapolis. (laughs) Pick a pop prick. Lenny the Truck. Disco Stew. This induction was not kind to dogs, as Danny and Logan both ended up missing out. Better luck next time. Ah, <laughs> uh, so there you yes, go. Yes, yes, Uh We have Slurpees, yes. uh, Minneapolis, Pick-A-Pop Prick, Lenny, and Disco Stew. Uh, I feel like we've never talked about this before in this order. No. <laughs> so for the first time ever, let's do it. Uh, Slurpees, I mean, what's, the, what is, what's there really to say? That's been on the ballot three times. Uh, it's it's uh, well earned, and uh, it's 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 about time. You've had it ranked pretty high for a, for a few different ballots. Uh, I, I I finally came around on on giving it its due. But Slurpees are one of the greatest things of, of all time. Uh, Minneapolis. Uh, I mean, what's uh, what can you say? Minneapolis. Uh, we go there. We used to go there so many times. Yeah. So many good trips. Uh, down to Minneapolis when you'd want to make like the big road trip from uh, Winnipeg. That was the place to yep. be. You've got Mall well, of America. You've got First Avenue. We went to SummerSlam 99. Uh, I've been to concerts. We went to Minnesota it. Twins, Vikings. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. and, and then like, you know, we've, we've each done individual trips for concerts and shopping. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. I, yesterday I went to a, a Prince dance party. And again, oh. ha- had that thought that you you brought up on our sister podcast, Albums Are Dead, when we reviewed yes. Purple Rain, how there was just this scene in Minneapolis that was so amazing in the eighties. Yeah, and we just it was, just wasn't in our wheelhouse because we were too young. No, not at all. We're too young. Uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, um, speaking of Albums Are Dead, I just wanted to say that uh, I thought this was a good time. Our sister show. I wanted to make sure to let them know that uh, the Mezzanine Sleepover has named Albums Are Dead as the podcast of the year. Oh, for 2018? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So congratulations to us Say, for I, a great uh, great showing. Yeah, and everybody, the, the same complicated process that we uh, do for the yeah. Hall of Fame is, is how that is decided. Sort that, of to kind of bury it in this, in this talk, but I thought I, I would forget if I didn't... Uh, if I didn't mention it, so oh, I, 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 and I absolutely could not, not because we taped these out of order. No, I understand. No, no. Uh, <laughs> um, so there you go. We got uh, Minneapolis. We have the pick a pop prick. Uh, tell a story. Yeah, uh, the pick a pop prick is a. There was a. Um, there was uh, multiple stores in Winnipeg throughout the years. A pick a pop, which was you could get pop, different flavors of soda pop in bottles. You would take them home in your little orange case. Um, you would drink them and then bring the bottles back. And, you know, I, I, I think it was, I don't think there was a refund involved. I think you just brought them back and then get more. Um, and so there was a pickup up store just down from where I'm sitting right now at Gondola on, on St. Mary's and, uh, in a strip mall. And we would go there because they had a, did they have champion wrestler there? Is that what they had the game? 
they had something, some wrestling game, and the guy, and they had expired chips that you could buy. Hostess. Four bags. Expired chips for 25 cents. Four bags of chips for a dollar, and they were expired by like months. And they were expired. And so we'd rent a wrestling movie, a wrestling event, and then go get expired chips at Pick a Pop. And the dude there uh, who worked there, the Pick a Pop prick, would talk at length about his alarm system. And we would, you know, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, great. He'd talk about how the cops would come right away if the alarm was set off. Well, we found out that that if you drove up when the when it was closed, the alarm would go off. Yes. If you drove your car and parked right in front, you would hear the alarm going off saying, step away, step away. <laughs> you violated an area, blah, blah, blah. And so we would set the alarm off, drive across the street and wait to see if the cops would come. They would not. Uh, my other favorite part was, and I told this before on the sleepover, uh, they had a gumball machine. You'd yes. put a quarter in and you'd get a gumball, but certain gumball colors would, would net you a prize. Yes. Uh, and so I put a quarter in and I got yes. the gumball and the prize was free video game. So the guy gave me a quarter and took the gumball away. <laughs> and it's like, I wanted the gumball. <laughs> Yes. Didn't make any sense. Anyways, pick a pop prick. Oh my prick. god, pick a pop prick. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, my friend. Uh, Lenny the truck. This would be my dad's old uh, truck. So my dad um, goes through vehicles, and his pattern is typically uh, new new vehicle. Then he doesn't need it anymore, so he either downgrades or gets rid of it altogether. Then a few months later, he's like, "I'm going to get a used version of that vehicle." Then he gets a new one. <laughs> well, so my dad had a truck. He's like, "I don't need a truck." Sells a truck, gets a used car, gets bored with the car, need a truck again, gets a used truck. <laughs> yep. The used truck was Lenny. It was just this red truck. But the thing was that the ignition uh, on Lenny was broken and <laughs> yep. could be started without a key. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good. So that's Lenny the truck. And finally, Lenny was we a have. a red truck named after Lenny from Ghost Rider. That is correct. And then finally, yes. we have Disco Stew. Yes. Uh, I'm sure a big surprise to you, but I'm sure pleasantly surprised. Uh, talk about it. Uh, Stu has been uh, a uh, frequent contributor here on The Sleepover. Um, I was very uh, fortunate to have met Stu in person finally back in September 2018 uh, when we did our big trip to Chicago for All In. Uh, what a great dude. Always up for talking wrestling. And uh, also on our sister show, Albums Are Dead, uh, helping out with our Oasis show, uh, you know, well-deserved and, uh, you know, I'm actually shocked that, um, I'm not shocked, but it couldn't, you know what? A nicer guy couldn't have taken over the mantle of the best stew. <laughs> uh, and stew will, uh, probably be joining us next week when we review Royal Rumble 1991. Yeah. Here's hoping he joins us. We can, we can, uh, anoint him as the, uh, as, uh, as one of the latest inductees, uh, wait and see, uh, here yes. we go. Let's move on, uh, to the music. Artists. Okay, yes. Let's do it. Woo! And now, here are the latest inductees into the music artist swing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Michael Jackson. Pearl Jam. The White Stripes. Sloan. I Mother Earth. Jim Johnson missed out once again. Maybe if he wrote a song with some more goddamn symbols in it, we'd let his sorry ass in next time. Yes! Uh, there we go. Yes! That uh, sassy computer. I know, our supercomputer has some sass to her, everybody, just so you know. Oh my god. Uh, oh, what a great list. So Michael Jackson, Pearl Jam, White Stripes, Sloan, I Mother Earth. Uh, I will start with Michael Jackson because I'm sure you want to talk yes. about Pearl Jam. Sure. Um, Everybody knows about Michael Jackson, right? Uh, on our yes. on our sister podcast, Albums Are Dead, uh, Thriller was the second episode, I believe, that we ever did. Um, yes. Obviously, one of the biggest musicians, uh, artists of all time. Um, may or may not have molested kids, though. Uh, yes. And uh, but, but this is not an indict. This is not an endorsement of anything, really. Just other than his music. Yeah, other than his music, um, and also, really, it's not just his music. It's really mostly about their importance to yeah. this show. And we talk yes. about Michael Jackson so much that yes. uh, he had to be included, and so he has yep. made it in on the uh, the third 
runaround in the music wing, which, by the way, uh, includes Prince, Def Leppard, Phil Collins, Matthew Good, Parliament, Genesis, Living Color, Oasis, NWA, and Peter Gabriel. So um, Michael Jackson coming in uh, at this point in time. Pearl Jam to you. Absolutely. Pearl Jam, yes. Uh, also included quite a bit in most, in, you know, primarily from me in our music episodes. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all, one of my favorite artists of all time. I had them listed, had them, had them listed second on my top 25 artists uh, way back when we did our top 25 artists show, uh, our double feature that we did uh, a couple of years ago, three years ago. Um, had them at number two after Matthew Good. Um, have, you know, you can ask me a question if you'd like. Have you seen them? I have seen them many times. Oh my goodness! Like uh, finally, four, once. Well, four times. Four times. That's a lot for but, you. Uh, that's a lot for me. So yes, uh, very excited to see them inducted, and uh, that uh, I that Pearl Jam twenty book that I got from you for Christmas. Awesome, thank you. Uh, actually, amazingly enough, I believe four out of these five artists you've seen in concert. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's true. Yes. Uh, we have White Stripes. I mean. Same with you. Yes. You've seen the four of them, too. Uh, White yes. Stripes, obviously, uh, deep catalog of, of greatness, uh, widely yes. discussed on this show. And, uh, I mean, I don't have a heck of a lot to say other than uh, whenever we have a topic about music that stretches anywhere from, what, 99, 98 to 2008-ish, yeah. there's probably yep. going to be a White Stripes song in there. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, there's nothing better than doing some sing-along at a concert and ruining somebody's experience. <laughs> Continue that's on. always that's always a bonus. Sloan. Yeah, that's for you. That's for you. Uh, Sloan Sloan's classic. I mean, you're the you're the man who I mean you you've pushed Sloan on this show quite a bit. And uh, Sloan though, for me, um the uh the creators of what I feel is the greatest song ever written, Underwhelmed. So well done to Sloan. Seen them many times. They are awesome. And uh, it helps us hit, uh, f- uh, hit our CanCon targets. I'm looking forward to one day when your son tells the story about your five or the three best songs of all time, according to you. Yes. Similar to what you tell about your own father. and Yes. And, and his terrible choices. Mine will be awesome, though. Come on. Oh, well, well, we'll see. I, I, yeah. I'm Mother Earth, big man. Well, Mother Earth. What 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 can you what what can you say? Like Not they're much. they're well. They're I, guess, awesome. I guess you should say a lot because <laughs> they're on our list. Uh, yes. Seen them, <laughs> seen them so many times in concert. Was fortunate enough to finally see them. I, I came along a little late to the dance with I Mother Earth, yeah. so I had never seen them with Edwin back in the nineties. But uh, have seen them on reunion tours. Uh, saw them plenty times uh, with uh, Brian Brian Byrne. Yes, and uh, was was great. The first time I saw them was actually when you scored uh, freebies uh, to did. to a show and brought me along, and I uh, knocked my socks off. And uh, one of the best live well, bands that was the day that I crashed my car, wasn't it? I believe so. Yes, yes, I, I did. I crashed my. I got into an accident on the uh, Provence Bridge, the old Provence Bridge. Yeah, yeah, classic. I, I'm Mother Earth. And, Good choice. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's uh, those. That's our list. A good list of music for this time around, I would say. Indeed, I. That's a good list of inductees. Uh, we're gonna. What do we got next? We we have songs, but I'm gonna leave that to last because I'm gonna try to play okay. some clips. Uh, let's good. do sports. Okay. And now. Here are the latest inductees into the sports swing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Jesse Deckert. Guy and Mark LaFleur. Lonnie Boanos. The real Winnipeg Jets. Minor. Yes! Pat Quinn wasn't able to make it in this time around, probably because he's a coward. Okay. <laughs> yes! Oh, this is the best list. So... This m- is the best list. The first thing I thought of was... Could there be less sports on this sports list? <laughs> yes. 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 Like, one of them is a team. One of them is a guy that I don't think ever played sports. He just is a fan. Uh, all right. Yep. Let's start with uh, Jesse Deckert. Uh, would you like to tell us about Jesse Deckert? <laughs> well, Jesse Deckert is a former uh, junior hockey goalie who played for what team did he play for? The. Uh, 
what was it? The um, he played for oh, the Everett Silvertips, didn't he? It wasn't like Portland or anything. It was Everett. It was an American team. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty so sure. So it was an American team in the WHL. Yeah, I'm doing and, a search. I'm uh, doing a search right now. I'm doing a search right. right now. So he's the goalie for the team that we're going to um, confirm in a minute here. Um, he, we went to a Wheat Kings game. This is, of course, uh, way back in about 2003, maybe. Yes. Or. 2002, 2003? Well, I will tell you right now, uh, it would have been in either 2004 or 2005. Okay, good. Yeah, that, yeah. okay. Uh, Jesse Deckert played for the Regina Pats for, for two seasons. Yeah. Uh, he played three games, one of which we saw with the Tri-City Americans. There it is, the Americans. Of yes. the WHL, where he compiled a goals against average of 4.37 and a save percentage of .879. And then he played two more seasons with the Prince Albert Raiders. Well, Jesse Deckert uh, waltzes his ass into the uh, Keystone Center. Yes. In, uh, or the Westman Center, whatever it was called then. It was probably Keystone back then. And uh, we proceeded to heckle him all night. <laughs> Deckert. 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 <laughs> For just to be little shits about it. Was uh, that the, yeah, was, no, that would have been 2005, 2006. Okay, so that wasn't the infamous trip to Brandon to see a Wheat Kings game. Uh, actually, I think it was. Was it? I think so. I think oh it was in 05. Uh, Jesse Deckert then, uh, according to HockeyDatabase.com, um, he kind of falls off the map for a few years, reemerges in 2009, uh, went to the U of M and played for uh, the team there and hopefully got himself a degree and then played... Uh, three years of professional hockey with, uh, or two years, uh, with ECHL with the Florida Everblades, the Florida Everblades, and yes. one game in the AHL with the Charlotte Checkers, where he compiled a goals against average of 4.92, 0.769 save percentage. He was pulled from the game after 37 minutes. Oh my God! Hey, good for him. <laughs> oh, more than well, I ever did. Uh, Jesse Decker, yeah, more than we've ever done, but he, we heckled him. And we were proud. We heckled him at one game 12, yep. 13 years ago, and that's enough for him to get into our Hall of Fame. Did we both in, try? Did we both have him on our ballot? I believe we did, yes. Excellent. Okay. All right. Who's this, next? Ne- this next one's interesting. Yes. So we have Guy Lafleur. That's right. Uh, who, I mean, you all know Guy Lafleur if you're hockey fans. Makes yes. sense that he'd be in the Hall of Fame. But he gets inducted with his son, Mark Lafleur. Yes. That, that's when, and that's and that's you who who decided that. Uh, yeah. So, or did I, or did I say his son? I can't remember. It's been it's been a while. Uh, I don't know. I don't know initially where it came from, but okay. uh, we put him in. I'm just going yes. to Guy Lafleur's Wikipedia page. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's hear it on the Wiki. According to the Wiki, this is why Mark is in here. Lafleur's son yes. Mark had a number of run-ins with the law, including charges of sexual assault. Mark remained at his father's house as part of his bail conditions. In 2008, questions about Lafleur's testimony in his son's case resulted in an arrest warrant being issued for Lafleur, which his lawyer criticized as an unnecessary embarrassment. In 2009, Lafleur was charged with obstruction of justice for helping Mark break curfew by driving him to a hotel to see his girlfriend, which, of course, we immediately turned into, well... Guy Lafleur took his son to a hotel so that he could fuck. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then when we would play our, our uh, NHL 09 and NHL 10 on Xbox 360, when we were playing with the, uh, with the Habs Centennial team, a.k.a. the Robot Zombie Habs, it was all lots of commentary about Guy and his son. And we would say, I take my son to fuck? I take my son to fuck. And uh, Guy Lafleur, his, his second induction. Uh, we should mention, and actually the third induction, um, also uh, from the Robot Zombie Habs, because yes, the the Robot Zombie Habs are in the gaming wing, and Steve Shutt yes. is also in the Hall of Fame sports wing. Yes, and he, there you go, so well represented. Uh, Lonnie Bahanis, I guess I'll tell this story too. Yes. Uh, Lonnie oh. Bahanis, uh, <laughs> former Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, During which year was it that they had their playoff run? Uh, 2002? Uh, I, played a role? I'm going to his Wiki page right now. They went to the conference finals against Catalina, I think. 
Uh, he actually played in the NHL for the Vancouver Canucks. Yes. Uh, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, played 63 games for the Manitoba Moose. Uh, he was, uh, so in 1993-94, uh, Lonnie Bahanas was the leading scorer in the Western Hockey League. He racked up 152 points in 70 games. So like a monster season, uh, and, and put up good points in the AHL as well. But, uh, I, uh, was playing, uh, roller hockey and I was actually in a league and my Mm -hmm. friend's father managed the team and he ran a trucking company. And he was like, he brought this, there was a guy, I believe his name was Glenn, was on the team. And Glenn was like, well, my brother plays hockey, uh, and he's going to come and actually uh, play with us for uh, most of the summer, because he's in town. We were like, okay, well, Glenn was Glenn Bahanas. His brother was Lonnie Bahanas. We all had a ringer on our team and won the championship. Like one of the an, like a pretty ultimate ringer. Yeah, uh, Lonnie Bahanas who fed me a pass and I had an open net on a two on one and fanned on it. So, <laughs> uh, so do yeah, you... Lonnie Bahanas makes it to the Hall of Fame. I would happen to this might maybe the second best Lonnie ever after Kid Tetris's uh, video game basketball character Lonnie Shit. Lonnie Shit. Uh, <laughs> two T's. Uh, the real Jets. This has got to be you talking about this. Oh yeah, I've been I've been trying to get the real Jets into the Hall of Fame for for a while now. And the last the, last, the first two I believe were on my first two ballots as well. Um, I'm, hey, listen, I'm just you got to remember remember the real Jets, not the fake facsimile that's out there right now. Um, the 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 WHA powerhouse uh, comes into the NHL 1979 uh, is terrible for a great many years and moves to Phoenix to become the Coyotes. That's the real Jets. Always and forever. That's my feeling anyway. So I'm glad they're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and finally, Minor. Uh, yes. I'm going to. Tell I'm, us about Minor. I'm heading up to Ottawa uh, next weekend and going to a couple of games in Gatineau. So I expect to see Minor there. Uh, oh, oh my gosh. You're going to tell him that he's in our Hall of Fame. I should. I should give him a prize. Uh, <laughs> I should, I'll give him a prize, like an Ezzini Sleepover Hall of Fame hat, which he can throw in the air and air gun. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. So a minor, uh, I used to go, when I lived in Ottawa, I went to Gatineau Olympics hockey games. Yeah. And uh, we would notice this fan who, like, he he would have, like, I don't. it wasn't really a mullet. It was just kind of this long hair, a big, like, yeah. mustache and beard combo. Uh, he would wear, like, track pants and, like, a, a Gatineau Olympic jersey that he, he clearly wore all the time because it was just so, like, yes. so, like, matted. And he would wear, he would wear, uh, he'd have a hat and he kind of, I think he kind of anointed himself as like the unofficial mascot of the team because they, they yes. have a mascot. Holly's the mascot who's like this stuff yes. there, but minor yeah. would like, he would throw his hat in the air, shoot it with air guns and then catch it over and over and over yep. again. <laughs> and when fans would, when like kids would walk by, he would high five them he would acknowledge the crowd around him, like, "Hey, yeah, woo, yeah, I'm the, like, I'm, like, I'm your guy, yeah." Uh, and people know him at the game. Yes. Uh, so then, and he's at every fucking game. And so there was a game where me and uh, this guy Jeremy were speculating about another coworker of ours, uh, long hair yeah. peeps. That's right. And, we were, and I was like, I think that the dude, like, I was like, I don't know much about the guy, but I think he might actually like be independently wealthy. And this guy in front yeah. of me turned around and was like, who, Minor? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Minor. In the Hall of Fame. That, again, that is enough to get him in the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame sports wing. Take off your hat and shoot it. And he had a jersey. Did his jersey say Minor on the back? Uh, yes, it did. That's why Excellent. people knew his name, Minor. <laughs> That's right. Minor. <laughs> Great. Uh, what a class. I, oh. A fantastic class. And now yes. uh, let's move on to uh, let's go to move. Uh, we didn't, no, we didn't do movies. Let's do no, movies. We did not. Movies. Here we go. And now here are the latest inductees into the movies wing of the mezzanine sleepover hall of fame. Star Wars episode for a new hope. Super bad. Boys and the hood. The Goonies. Dude, where's my car? 
We're going to allow for a sixth entry this time around, because not only did Baby Boy get the votes, but it's a great flick. Marvin's bare ass is so sexy. Want some eggs? <laughs> there you go. Yes! Want, want some eggs? Want some eggs? Six, I love it. So, so we went with six uh, this time around. So again, that list: Star Wars Episode Four, New Hope, Super Bad, Boys in the Hood, Goonies, Dude Where's My Car, and Baby Boy. Uh, talk about Star Wars. Uh, just go back and listen to our episode on Star Wars Episode Four, New Hope. Um, we love the film; it deserves to be there. Fantastic pick. Well done. Uh, Super bad. One of my favorite movies, a movie that you did not like upon initial viewing. I don't know where your thoughts are with it now. No, it's a fine movie. I've, I've given it a, you know what, with the, with the uh, benefit of hindsight and seeing it again uh, in recent years, perfectly acceptable and some very funny parts. It deserves its place. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, a classic I would love to review it sometime because it's great and has some funny moments. And also it's a really good flick. And the soundtrack is, a, is fucking banging. Uh, Goonies is in there. One of my favorite movies of all time. Obviously uh, a classic, uh, a movie yeah. with kids who swear and kind of, uh, kind of forms the, uh, the basis for uh, a TV show that people are loving these days. Stranger things. Absolutely. Uh, Goonies. Um, also has the best uh, video game sequel ever, Goonies 2. Oh, God. Uh, dude, <laughs> where's my car? Uh, um, honestly, a terrible movie. Yes. But when it came out, we thought it was hilarious for some reason. And uh, there's enough little funny things in it to, uh, to be in there just because we enjoyed it so much when it came out. Uh, and finally, Baby Boy. Uh, yes. So... Uh, while actually two singleton movies in here, right? Yes. Baby boy kind of uh, seen as the, the, the follow-up to, to uh, boys in the hood. It mm-hmm. certainly is not. No. Uh, but, but not a bad flick, but highlighted by one scene where, yes. where, where our, our hero of the movie, whatever his name is, uh, yes. is, is all bent out of shape because Marvin has moved in and is banging his mom. <laughs> And he has to listen to them porking all night long. When he gets up in the morning and goes out into the kitchen, Marvin is standing in front of the stove, bare-assed, scrambling eggs. Yep. Also words. So good. And for years, uh, me and Kid Tetris and you would ask each other if we wanted eggs. And on that alone, it is in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Kid Tetris would be very excited. He also enjoys Snoop Dogg's. God damn! <laughs> in the movie, so God uh, damn, uh, we're the inductees. Look at that sticky icky. God damn! Uh, let... Who wait? Who wait? Uh, all right, we got three categories left. Let's go to television. Okay. And now, here are the latest inductees into the television wing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Tessa Campanelli. Saturday Night Live. Portlandia. Jungle Boogie. 30 Rock. Sorry, Mix, but Lost didn't make it in this time. Your dream of having Anna Lucia in the Hall of Fame will have to wait until next time. Fortunately, she's still in the Hall of Fame of your wet dreams. (laughs) Anna Lucia, that's the best. I also love Saturday Night Live. <laughs> also makes it into the. Uh, all right, so uh, oh. so TV we uh, we went with six or no we went with five. Sorry, uh, Tessa Campanelli of Degrassi, uh, Saturday Night Live, Portlandia, yes. Jungle Boogie, and Thirty Rock. Um, I guess uh, I'll start with Tessa. What do you think? Well, you you have the you have the better story. Well, Tessa Campanelli. Uh, a big focus when in an early episode of the Mezzanine Sleepover, we reviewed Schools Out, the Degrassi movie. Uh, the title yes. of the episode was Team Tessa. For two years, your Twitter handle was Team Tessa. It or was. not your handle. We were Team Tessa. Well, it wasn't way. your handle, right? It was your handle, too. It was, it was no, uh, no, it was com. but I, my name was Team Tessa. And uh, I, I, th- name. and I, this past summer, 
went to a uh, screening of some Degrassi shows with some of the old cast there and got yes. a picture with uh, Kristen Bourne, who played Tessa Campanelli, holding a yes. Team Tessa sign, one of the greatest Amazing. moments of my life. Fantastic choice. I, you know, um, obviously we were uh, on Tessa Campanelli's side. So as a, as a character um, on a TV show, there's, uh, all, you know, there's, she's in the, the pinnacle, the, in the pantheon. So a good induction. Well done. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, uh, a classic show, um, and uh, I mean, you definitely love um, what the the kind of, not this era as much as the last era was one of your favorites. Yeah, I feel like Saturday Night Live, it's almost like we have to, we have to induct it in certain years and not others. Uh, we, may, we may have to do that. We may have to explore that uh, as we move forward. Uh, but but it, yours would be what? What was your favorite? Like, I'll tell you my favorite. I'll, I'll let you think about that, but... My favorite era is the era that I remember, um, probably early nineties, um, where, you know, when my parents started going out cause I could, cause I could babysit, um, uh, my sister, uh, when I was old enough. And I just remember being able to stay up late and fucking see cool bands. And I mean, Toots is the driving cat, the best, uh, that's my most fond memories. Uh, but, uh, and I also enjoyed the, um, early two thousands as well. Uh, a high quality show. Your your favorite eras? Any any thoughts? Late eighties, early nineties, same thing. Uh, when you get to yeah. the age, uh, basically the age where like there was a point in time where I would be disappointed when it would come on because I was hoping for Saturday night's main event. <laughs> yes. But uh, when when it got into like the uh, the late eighties, early nineties, it's like you're finally at the age where you can stay up late and uh, uh-huh. on a Saturday and watch watch it. And there were so many yep. quotable moments that you could kind of go to school and 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 riff on. Badly, of course. Uh, the yeah. next week, uh, so definitely that era, uh, and then uh, my other favorite would have been kind of the uh, late two thousands and early two thousand tens was would be my other one. Uh, so there Indeed. you go. Fantastic uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, you talk about Portlandia because this is this is your favorite, one of your favorites, right? Yeah, yeah, Portlandia. Just kind of, I didn't really know much about it. I didn't really ever watch it on TV, but it came on Netflix. At, at one point, and I just I, I got into it big time. Uh, a unique show, um, very very funny for the first what four or five seasons. Uh, just some of the highest quality comedy, uh, many many uh, rewatchable sketches, and just an overall great show. And uh, glad to see you get in. So Jungle Boogie, what station is that on? <laughs> uh, Jungle Boogie would be our Backyard Wrestling Federation's weekly show that we did. Once in a while, um, but it was kind of our Monday Night Raw, and uh, we had—I believe there was 16 different episodes of that, so it qualifies as a TV show, I guess. And uh, many things happen on Jungle Boogie, many shenanigans, and uh, you know uh, we're not uh, above putting ourselves over on our show. So I mean, in Britain, in. in Britain, 16 episodes is at least two series, right? Like two seasons. Yes, so, exactly. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, and finally, uh, 30 Rock. Uh, again, I'll let you talk about this one. I love 30 Rock, but I know you're a big fan. Yeah, again, same thing. I started watching 30 Rock when it first came on. Uh, I remember it came out and it was like, oh, there's two shows that have the same premise. One's, uh, you know, uh, produced by Tina Fey and it's uh, it's a comedy. And the other's, uh, what is, was it, something on the Sunset Strip? And it was like a drama, a Sorkin drama with fucking Chandler. Yep. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. And I remember there being this buzz. Uh, 30 Rock was way better. Took a little while, but it got to, gained some good traction. Uh, a classic show. Uh, super funny. Um, super different from a lot of stuff on TV at the time. Uh, just a fucking joy to watch. So I'm, I'm glad it's in there. And uh, so there you go. That is the, uh, the television. Yes. Wing, getting a lot richer with the addition of these uh, entries. And uh, now, yes. one of our favorites... Okay. Yes. Professional wrestling. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. And now, here are the latest inductees into the wrestling wing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Jake's the best guy. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Razor Ramon. Savio Vega. Despite Slip's best efforts, there is no super kick party in the Hall of Fame this time around. 
Megamix clearly isn't a fan of the elite, the, the elite. <laughs> That's supposed to be the elite, the, the elite. <laughs> the elite, the, the elite. Uh, there you go. Um, yes. A, an interesting list. So, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, not in the Hall of Fame yet. <laughs> no, don't, don't misconstrue that. Jake's the best guy does not mean that Jake is the best guy. Who is Jake's the best guy? You tell us. Uh, WrestleMania five, Sean Mooney goes to the um, goes to the uh, cheap seats in in the uh, Atlantic City Convention Hall or whatever, and, and um, he's talking that Jake had just uh, won by DQ against uh, against uh, Andre the Giant, and asked this this mustachioed little dude what he thought of Jake. And, or of the match, and the guy, all the guy could say is, Jake's the best, Jake's the best, Jake, Jake's the best, Jake's the best. <laughs> He's amazing. so happy and loves Jake the Snake Roberts so much. And, uh, you know, when you say Jake's the best, it's you almost got to write it like Jake. So <laughs> Jake's the best. That's Jake, how we said it. Who's going to win? Jake. Jake's the best. Jake's the best. Uh, uh, I mean, there's number one inductee with a bullet. That's That guy's amazing. Uh, we have also uh, Kurt Angle. I mean, obviously, uh, the quickest uh, to get great almost immediately out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, put on yeah. so many fantastic matches. Uh, great, like great on the mic. Like one of the rare guys who walked into the business and and had it. And again, he he was yeah. you know he he did developmental work for a year or two before, but that's not a lot of time. No, uh, one of the one of the greatest of all time. Uh, happy to see him in, and uh, it's true, it's true. There you go. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Perfect. Oh, tell us about Mr. Perfect. Oh, I mean, Mr. Perfect is one of the greatest of all time. Uh, I I mean, I'm not a big fan of, 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 of when he left and, you know, it was in WCW, NWO, and all that stuff. West Texas Rednecks, I guess people liked a little bit. I'm talking Mr. Perfect. Uh, WWF run specifically. That's what I watched. Uh, just an absolute uh, classic performer. Um, one of the greatest heels of all time. Uh, just, just uh, one of the one of the just a tremendous induction. Uh, Razor Ramon. I mean, I had to put that in. Uh, of course. Biggest mark for Razor Ramon back in the '90s. Me. Oh yes. Uh, you know, I. Uh, I mean, if you can find it for his induction picture, you should get me grabbing his arm. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, I. Uh, you know what? I showed my son that clip the other day. I'm like, you got to see Alan on TV. Yeah, when I when and I... he saw it and he he popped because we don't really watch a lot of wrestling and he was like just uh, totally into it and uh, and when he saw you come poke your head out and grab it, Razor's arm, and we had a good chuckle about it and uh, yeah, I mean it's the Razor. I mean, come on. I loved Razor and also uh, my first big backyard wrestler, Razor Scalone. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, good stuff. And then, surprisingly, <laughs> Savio yes. Vega makes a list. Would you like to say, was it because of his in-ring skill or were there other reasons? There were other reasons. Um, this is going to be probably the most ridiculous reason for that. Actually, maybe not. <laughs> no, probably Even not. some of these inductions. But um, Savio Vega was a good wrestler. A decent hand, a good hand in the ring, right? Um, yep. He was in WWF, uh, you know, 1995 um, <clears throat> through kind of 1998 specifically. Um, and uh, what, why we're inducting him is not because we liked Savio Vega. It's because we had a habit of going to this a habit. friend I of like, ours' house. I like it's a habit. Like we couldn't stop ourselves for years. <laughs> we couldn't. We normally, usually we'd be at like at South Winnipeg concert band. And when we were done, we would drive to people's houses, ring their doorbell. And when they answered the door, we yelled Savio Vega and run away. Yes. We ran to the car and drove away. <laughs> That's it. We'd all go to like, like a can you, couple fucking nerds. Like, how would you like if, if your friends, like if you're, if your son's friend, yeah. you know, in 10 years from now just pops by the door randomly in the evening and did that, yeah. you'd be like, what the fuck? Well, I wouldn't because I would understand. But of course. a regular person probably wouldn't. It's weird because these friends weren't wrestling fans. So they had no idea what we were talking about. No, and why did we choose Savio Vega? I have no idea. No idea. But. Not a clue. So, But but get ready because the inductions like this are going to be coming fast and furious over the, 
over the next few induction ceremonies. Uh, let's do music last. I was going to play clips, but I'm not because we're going to run out of time. No. So I'm just going to uh, tell us the songs. And this is uh, 10 songs because this is a new uh, list. So we went with 10. Yes, all right. Let's, let's do it. Here we go. And now, here are the latest inductees into the music songs wing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Peak and Troll by Prince. Lingerie by Young MC. <laughs> Baby Don't Forget My Number by Millie Vanilli. Grandma Knows Best by Tonetta. DS by Michael Jackson. Pumps and a Bump by Hammer. Jungle Boogie by Cool and the Gang. Daddy's Home by Jermaine Jackson. The Real Bass by Brooklyn Bounds. Squeeze Box by The Who. Slip Tried to Get Alive by P.O.D. into the Hall of Fame. What an asshole. Seriously. That song is dog shit. All right. <laughs> so, pretty good list. Oh, fuck. What a list, fellas. Oh, uh, my God. All right. So, uh, Peak Control by Prince. Uh, yes. I One mean. The greatest songs of all time. I mean, first of all, it's Prince. Second yes. of all, the premise of the song is ridiculous because he's singing about pussy, but pussy <laughs> yes. is actually the nickname for a woman who is not a prostitute, but the mayor of your brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's a great song. Go listen to it. it I, I, you know, we, I remember first hearing that and I, I thought, what the fuck is this? And it was so good. And of all places to hear this song, we heard it at a bar in downtown Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, lingerie. You you tell us about lingerie. Uh, lingerie. We were at a concert at the University of Manitoba um, in what two thousand something like that, and it was a rap concert with um, uh, Young MC, Rob Bass, and DJ Z Rock and Tone Loke. Uh, I can't find any uh, indication that this concert ever happened, uh, but it did, and Young MC came out looking fat. And um, he sang, a, he rapped a song called Lingerie that we'd never heard. And it took us years, uh, at least a year to find it on Napster. I found it. And for a year, for a year we sang it wrong. But uh, when I unveiled it on a road trip, it was one of the greatest moments of all time. Uh, Baby Don't Forget My Number uh, is on this list, mainly because uh, Yumi and Kid Tetris uh, like to sing to each other and go, Baby! So what, what happened there with that song is Kid Tetris and I were at my at my cottage one night and we're sitting out back on the patio and the dude starts fucking singing it in that ridiculous voice that he has. And I hadn't laughed that hard since the MC Hammer fucking uh, MTV, Yo! MTV raps cards. It was so good. And then when you heard it in all its greatness, uh, you understood how powerful it was. It's fantastic. And also... Thank you, Kid Tetris. And also very quickly ruin the joke by overdoing it, as no, I, no, no. I want to do. It was, it was overdone before then, but that, that song is terrible. But he would also do the dance moves from the video, which was amazing. Uh, Grandma Knows Best by Tanetta. Yes. Uh, so we discovered Tanetta, who is from Toronto. I have still yet to run into him or see him in concert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, assuming, I'm assuming he's still making music. But Tanetta uh, is this dude that writes these songs to the same uh, to the same beats all the time. It's basically yeah. him singing or rapping. His songs are often very sexual. He is very creepy, and he dances yes. on screen in his underwear or in lingerie or in yes. uh, masks. He is uh, an interesting dude. Grandma Knows Best is tremendous. It is about uh, Michael Jackson's kids. Um, so give it a listen. It's the best part of it is grandma's got the bucks. So mama, you're fucked. Amazing. <laughs> uh, speaking of Michael Jackson, DS. Oh uh, my God. Uh, tell us about DS. DS is a song written, uh, by Michael Jackson on his history, uh, CD from 1995. It is a, uh, angry song where he lashes out at Tom Snedden. The, DA, the, the, uh, the district attorney uh, who was uh, going after Michael Jackson for on molestation charges. That's a simplification. He disguises it as Dom Sheldon. 
in the song and talks about how they want to uh, get his ass dead or alive. It's uh, terrible. Pumps in a Bump is a song yes. by uh, MC Hammer. At the time, though, he was just Hammer. Yeah, uh, I, I believe at this point was he on death row at this point? Uh, maybe. If he wasn't, it he was, was from the Funky Headed Hunter album, right? Yeah. So he is. Uh, he is trying to stop being, uh, you know, a, a pop uh, rapper yes. doing "You Can't yes. Touch This," and he's trying to give a little bit more hardcore of an image. So he yes. writes this song called "Pumps in a Bump," which is a terrible song in and of itself. Yes, but it's yes. also accompanied by this fucking ridiculous music video. Yes. Which is which is Hammer partying by the pool with a bunch of ladies all in like these tiny bikinis, which yes. pale in comparison <laughs> to the the zebra fucking speedo that <laughs> Hammer is wearing, and it's just all cock thrusting his dick all over the screen <laughs> into the camera. I'll send a bump. So many complaints. So many complaints about this video, and so yeah. it had to be added. Of course, uh, Jungle Boogie again. Uh, the second again. Jungle Boogie to get inducted, but this time yes. it is not the TV show. It is the song Jungle Boogie, which was the theme song to Jungle Boogie, uh, and also a song that we heard for the first time off the Pulp Fiction soundtrack when it was played at a dance at Victoria Beach. Yes, and the ears perked up like a dog, and then you know we had to name our fake wrestling, our our backyard wrestling uh, show Jungle Boogie, not only because the song rocks and is awesome, but because we used uh, big planters with uh, plants in them that look like jungle to secure our ring from breaking apart. Uh, we have Daddy's home <laughs> again, another tie into Baby Boy that got inducted uh, earlier tonight. Uh, so Daddy's Home, uh, I got the Wikipedia page. Okay. Uh, it's actually uh, originally uh, released in March of 1961. Yeah. A famous song by American doo-wop uh, group Shep and the Limettes. Nice. <laughs> Shep. I, that singer, that lead, that lead singer's got to be a dog, right? Uh, uh, I, His name <laughs> that, is Shep. That would be, be a dog. So wonderful. Uh, later songs by the band were not as successful as Daddy's Home, but still sold well. In terms of covers, uh, Jermaine Jackson covered a very successful version with the Jackson 5 as backing vocals for him. It peaked at number 9 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in March of 1973 and uh, was used in the soundtrack for Baby Boy, which is why we are in that scene where that we described earlier, Baby Boy, uh, Daddy's Home was playing. So... Mm -hmm. That's why it's classic to us. Uh, do you want to talk about the real bass? <laughs> yes, I didn't. I didn't nominate this, and I wish I had. Right? I, I snuck it, it in was there. Just you. Yep, you, you snuck it in there. Um, the real bass. Uh, I remember my wife and I rented uh, um, Hot Rod, which is also inducted uh, in the, uh, I believe, the second induction ceremony. The movie Hot Rod with with Andy Samberg. Just we had no idea. We thought this is gonna suck, but let's let's pick it up. Uh, it was back when we could rent movies. This this was, you know, uh, probably ten years ago, and um, we watched this movie, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. And so I immediately had to make plans for you, me, and Kid Tetris to watch it, which we did. And I just knew you guys would love it, and you guys did. And there's a scene where they're trying to get, um, they're trying to promote. Uh, the fact that this wannabe stuntman is going to do a stunt and this guy really wants to help him promote it. So he gives him flyers and the dude promotes the show by throwing flyers in people's faces and resting his hips to this song. Yes. <laughs> Bass is pumping. Pump. <laughs> a great song. Classic. Classic. Uh, and finally, we have Squeezebox by The Who, another Kid Tetris classic. Uh, yes. When Kid he Tetris. Likes to sing that right in your face. Yeah. So if you're like sitting on the couch, Kid Tetris will crawl on you and pin you down and right in your face saying, Is it playing all night? Gonna... <laughs> the music's all Mama's right. Squeeze, keeps on and so uh, <laughs> Kid Tetris responsible for two more songs. And that makes sense. No wonder why he is in the miscellaneous wing of the Mezzanine Sleepover Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Shout out to uh, Kid Tetris for all the great. Uh, times and uh, uh, that was the last one, right? That is it. 
Oh, what a great, what a great ceremony! Thank you for putting that together. Uh, so head over to mezzaninesleepover.com. I'm sure in the ne- in the coming days, uh, there will be updates to the Hall of Fame portion of that site with all the new inductees. Um, yeah, we'll be doing that over uh, over the next couple of days. Um, over this week coming up on our sister show, Albums Are Dead, uh, the big man is going to be taking us through the self-titled debut of the Stone Roses. It's going to be tremendous. Yeah, so go to albumsaredead.com for information on that. And then one week from now, we are coming back. It's Royal Rumble season. We are reviewing Royal Rumble 91 with newly inducted Hall of Famer Disco Stu joining us. It's going to be a great time. Can't wait to record that yeah. show in the future. Yeah, indeed. Uh, until then... I am at makingmix.com. And I am Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Good night. Good night.